What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the edition of the Chop Sports Fight Factory right here on Premier Plus and the Premier Podcast Network. And of course, it is your boy Dave Sturgio, Tommy D, Chris Payne, and usually we sit here and introduce Shay. We took the mic away from her for a week. She's not allowed to Thank talk this week. God. I know. It's been it's we had to just limit you. her exposure here on the show because we decided to bring on and bring back a very special guest. Shane Bigelow. Shane, how we doing, my man? We're doing good. I'm glad to be here. I got a lot of notes from Shay, so I got talking points from her. Don't think she's not talking, all right? She, she gave me some pointers, so is she going to come through in this case? All right, all sure. right. So Real I quick, show of hands. Who doesn't have notes? <laughs> I'm the man over here. Um, anyway, we are coming to you live from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru studio in Matawan, soupy, nasty, rainy Matawan, New Jersey. It took everybody a year and a day to get here. Uh, officer, Not me. Officer Payne uh, did uh, buck 20 in the HOV lane. Shoulder. Uh, he won't tell anybody. What? I went in the shoulder. Hey, he went on the shoulder. I told him, just put the... The, I don't have I don't have the cherry. <laughs> I don't have the cherry. Back. Yeah. No so one moves for regular cop cars. They're not moving for my little my cherry. Hat's still here, isn't my, it? My, my Your little, hat's somewhere. My oversucked nipple on top of my roof. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh-huh. Anyway, How you doing? Um, we hope everybody's doing well out there. We also want to let you guys know we're being brought to you exclusively by Dudes Gourmet. 20% off if you say Chop Sports Fight Factory or Fight Factory at checkout. 20% off your entire order. Shane, you might want to get involved in that. Yes, sir. It's a gourmet seasoning company. It's fantastic stuff. They're already, uh, I believe he's working with uh, Nick Mangold of the formerly of the New York Jets, who's going to walk into Canton anytime soon. Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame. Um, Listen, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Uh, Shane walked in today, saw me with my Cowboys hat on. Wasn't very pleased about that. We'll talk about a little bit, uh, you know, a little memory. Uh, You may have, may or not know that uh, Mr. Bam Bam Bigelow uh, wrestled once LT. Now, we'll get into that, of course. But first, I got to ask you, Shane, we're here. You know, time-wise, this all worked out to the point where we wanted to bring you back here after the airing of your dad's Dark Side of the Ring episode on Vice. Now, I will say this. All Dark Side of the Rings that I've watched, at least, I haven't seen them all, but I, I've seen a, a majority of them. They paint these these former wrestlers, these legends, in a very, very negative light. Dark Side of the Ring mm-hmm. sounds like shit. It sounds like yes. you're about to find out all the nooks and crannies of why this guy is such a bad guy. Yeah. It didn't really do that to an extent. I, I know the, I can't speak for these no, guys, but I, I, I thought the episode was it. relatively good. I, I, I thought I was like, wow, you know, they got a lot of good people talking a lot of good things about your dad and, spe- you know, specifically Dallas Page and Taz. And of course, they came out later on in the episode and they said, yeah. this is what happens to wrestlers and so on. So, Overall, do you think they did a good job with this episode? I did. You know what? Like, you're airing your dirty laundry out there, man, and you're letting everybody in the world interpret it as they see fit. And you got all these keyboard warriors who read an article here and there, and they're just going to fill in the pieces. So, you know, this was very cathartic for my family and us. You know, we finally get into to sit down and talk about it, you know, together, whether mm-hmm. we were separate being interviewed, but, you know, it was compiled in it together. You know, this is the first time that we got to really state our case and, and put it out there. And, you know, when they called me for Dark Side of the Ring, I laughed at him. He goes, huh, I'm a producer of Dark Side of the Ring. And I start laughing at him. He goes, um, am I calling the right person? I'm like, no, I'm j- I just was waiting for your call. Like, I, I was, it was only a matter of time, you know, like it. And we sat and we talked and for hours and hours. And he's like, can you just start telling me these little stories here and there? And he goes, you know, to be honest with you, man, this this doesn't really seem like a, like a dark side story. I'm like, it, it, you know, it's a story that's commonplace amongst a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys in the wrestling, like if you see, you know, Paige, Taz, uh, Shane Douglas, just sitting there talking about it, that it was, it, bro, you need this? I got you here. It was It was readily available for people because back then a medical professional was giving it to you. So it was deemed that you... That was given to you. It's not like you're going on the streets and you're selling, you know, your DVD player for for a bump. You're mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting a prescription. It's going through your insurance. So, you know, it, it was very. We were very um, open with one another. I was I was clear about my concerns, and he's like, I've done pre research and I've only heard good things. He's like, there's not a person that I that I can hear of that has. A bad thing to say and if they do at the end of the day they respect him for what he did uh, and it, in that so you know it it was it was kind of a period where we didn't know what was going to happen each one of us got interviewed and 
then there's radio silence for six months. Hmm. And you go through all this paperwork and you do all this stuff where you can't, you can't vet it. You can't, you know, have any type of say in it. So what your what stories is presented through the seven, eight people that get interviewed because how they do it, I feel they find storylines. They just interview everybody, ask you a hundred questions. And then they're like, here's a congruent storyline. Here's a congruent storyline. Mm-hmm. And then they have everybody to back it up. So as they sat down and interviewed everybody, like this is, this reads like a folktale. You know, this is, this is like a true legendary story. And that's what came across. And, you know, there is dark elements there, there but everybody's family's got that. I you know? said that the other day. I, I said, you know. what family doesn't have shit? What you know, it? what family? Like, yeah. Show me the perfect family, and I'll show you that you're we, lying. We, yeah, we, <laughs> I got a perfect family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> you're 48 years old and you play with toys. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man, do I have? Uh, oh, we'll talk about that don't later. start, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> do not start. <laughs> so, all right. So, you're, you're obviously, we're, we're all watching this as it comes out. We, the one thing that really, like, that I wanted to know on a personal level was, did they get everything right? Like, did they get, like, you You said that everybody was interviewed separately. So I know as a, you know, I, I dabble in editing, right? So I know how to kind of put spins on things and kind of, because you're going to get commentary from somebody else and you're going to get commentary here. And if you kind of link them up together in the right way, you can make it sound shitty, you know? So, like, did they get everything right? Was the timelines right? All that stuff, was that all accurate? I, I'd say that, it, you know, it's 95% accurate. The, the timelines, see, this is this is his dark side of the ring story. But the real dark side of the ring story is, the is like, the wake after his death, is in, in dealing with that, having such a public figure. And now, you know, we're three kids with a, a single mother. Now we go from, you know, a WCW contract where he's making – Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars biweekly, and we're on a teacher salary. So the timeline's a little bit off, but I understand for the sake of editing because it's inconsequential. That's my story. Right. That's not that's not his story, you know. So there's a couple things where, and like I tried to avoid reading the comments in the last few weeks, and it's unavoidable. You go on Instagram and it pops up, and you got that. And people are, there's people that are like, it doesn't make sense. Why you know why were they in the house with him in this condition? No, my parents were separated for almost five, six years. You know, there's a lot of things that go through a man's mind when he's by himself. And when you are low, you're hurting, you're missing your kids. What I mean, you got a doctor that's going to give you give you the magic gift. You know, so right. he wasn't even paying for it, right? It was like oh, autographs and stuff oh, like it that. Was, which is- it was, that's insane to me. Uh, it, and you know what's funny is he didn't have to do the autographs because insurance would have got it. Probably not at the extent that he was yeah. having it. Though. But, you, you know, know if I you mean? go to a pain management doctor and you say, I have legit this, this, and this, they're going to prescribe you something. And, and I you, Listen, I, I was hooked on that stuff from an accident that I was in. I was getting, because my dad was a sheriff's officer. Here we go. We're all corrupt. Crooked ass cop. No, I'm his, selling uh, blues uh, out of the back of my, my no, arm. With his, with his my patrol car. insurance, I was getting 120 perk 10s for a dollar. That's, yeah, that's how much it, it costs. It's insane. It's not, you know, it's uh, like I said before, you're not selling the DVD player to go, yeah. to go get a fix, and it's not like you're seeking a a fix. And you know, so many people want to want to sit on their in their glass houses and on their pedestals judging. But I guarantee, if if some of your family members passed away unheard of and they gave a toxicology report, you'd be pretty fucking shocked. Oh yeah, as to what your I what your kids. <laughs> I know exactly what my uncle's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it no surprise to you. Yeah. <laughs> the majority of people. And the curtain's been pulled again. Yeah, the majority of people. It's kind of wrong to say this, but when it comes to a professional wrestler, that's usually the first thing that everybody goes to when they hear that, you know, especially a wrestler like from the 80s. That's the first thing they go to. That was well, like Skittles. <laughs> like, yeah. it, was, it was commonplace. Yeah. And now, another, again, I, I'm a little bit more of a, some would call me aggressive, but like I would say, did any part of you, like you all, yeah, everybody knew who this doctor was. Any part of you want to find this guy and just beat the brakes off him? Like I, I know that might sound personal, but I know, I know somebody that found him. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna leave the room now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we're in the the, the the presence of a cop, but earmuffs. No face, no case. Yeah. Um, no, no and, body, no crime. And, hey, Marty Janetti can tell you. That. <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> yes. that was an actual dark side episode. Allegedly. Allegedly. So yeah, I just because uh, personally, look, I, I you know not to peel back my own life, but uh-huh. like. 
I've I've interacted with people that have wronged my family in that way, where yeah. sold them, and, and I I found them, and I didn't show much remorse. You know what I mean? So it's like, and, and I'm sorry for that car dealership, but uh, you know, and it wasn't Richard Lucas Chevrolet. That's a promise. Don't my job. So that's like, how you know, we got You know what I'm saying? Here. Like you're you're a big dude. You have you know you you know looks like you can handle I, somebody if you needed to. Like. You, Did that ever run through your mind? You want to talk about like the demon in your own house? I went to high school yeah. with these kids, you know. Like, oh, I, saw, wow. yeah, oh like I went to high school with these kids. Like we were we were around the same age. Jesus Christ! Um, but I tell you who found him. And I, I was a young man. I, my father passed away when I was eighteen, and uh, shortly after, karma got him in the form of some type of brain cancer. So, oh wow! Uh, oh, all right. you know, in Holy. in a okay. in a weird yeah. in a weird cyclical world, you know, what goes around comes around. But um, Bam, there was revenge. there was a point in time where, after he had passed away, or right after he passed away, there was there was something to do with a uh, a video game that just came out. And he his likeness was using, and it was a pretty substantial check. It was it was in it was in the area of over fifty thousand dollars, and. You know, some things ended up happening, but it spiraled into where all of his back medical bills, because he had gotten this and he had passed away, now had to be taken care of through this because the estate hadn't been set up in my brother, sister, and myself. Mm -hmm. So, and I totally forgot where we were going with him. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars for a video check game. for the video game. On two, on two, ready, uh, break. Yeah. What was the question you would ask? If you beat the brakes off this guy. Oh no, and <laughs> karma got his ass. Yeah. But I'm here. I'm here. Chris Payne, ladies and gentlemen. No, so karma ended up. But we ended up. We tried seeking out my family. Our family doctor wanted to have his records pulled, all of his scripts pulled. This was before there was a big like. Resurgence of trying to like prove doctors were writing these scripts in like 2009, 2010. He'd passed away in 2007, probably a couple years too mm. too early for that. But this doctor, actually, my family doctor, sought to try to pull his script records because you can't lie about those. You, right. You're signing, right. you know, multiple scripts yeah. here and there. So that's a way we can hurt you on the back end, where we can we can we can attack your medical professional license. Oh, we're prescribing. Yeah, and. Um, Karma got him first, so All right. I like that measure a lot better. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, right. yeah, of course. So, still no crime. Yeah, no, I haven't listened. <laughs> <laughs> so, got the body. It comes in, it goes. The dark side of the ring. Obviously, all the stories that dictate leading up to his passing is all of that accurate? As far as like, which, which ones? The, 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 like that, so many. The, the story that, like, to me. I don't think there was enough information given about the the car with, with yeah, your sister. Yeah, with your sister. How, sister. Like, like, oh, just dozing off. Like, and then all of a sudden the cops are like, wait, what? So like, the, did somebody call? Like, yeah, like, what was that about? The, the thing that kind of aggravated me that where I had to stop reading the comments where people were like, how, how did they sit in a house and how did a wife let a husband take a daughter in a car Gosh. in that condition? Listen, my parents, so the t this is where the timeline comes in, right? They made it seem like my father no-showed to WCW, and they cut him off. But AOL bought, buys out WCW in, I don't know, 99, 2000. And Kevin Nash is famous for going online and saying they, they gave me, they said I could get 65 cents on the dollar or whatever it was, or I could wait out the last year of my contract. So I basically, all of that roster, sat home to get full pay. Right. So he sits home for a year, and now this is when he's in a lot of pain, and that's when my parents start having – you know, now it comes to the forefront because you go from being home 50 to 60 days a year, and now you're home 365 days a year. So, you know, them as two adults come to their thing. My mother gives them the ultimatum. And she clearly says it. She's like, listen, you got to take care of yourself. You, you need to get help. And at that point in time, you know, you, when, when you get a $20,000 check coming in the mail every few weeks, you don't, there, there ain't nothing wrong in my world, you know? Right, right. So you don't feel like you need help. And, you know, she did the thing that was best for, herself and her children, and she chose to remove us from that situation. So you get help, you fix yourself. But my parents get divorced, and my father moved to, moved down into the same town that we lived in, and he lived there for two, three years. This is before he went to Pennsylvania, before he went to Florida. So there is a number of years where that's a significant we're, yeah, significant where we're yeah. doing where we're doing like the weekend thing where uh -huh. like uh -huh. where where my grandma's got to pick me up and drop us off at dad's house so like at, my mother is a very smart she's sharp lady at no point in time would she ever have let that happen you know 
And nobody who's on that thinks that they're too messed up not to get behind the wheel. You Correct. know, like you, you the, we watch, we, we, you see bars and parking lots. We're man, all there. We're all, we've all been there. All yeah. those people are getting home somehow. Right. So you know what? I Ed, got two DWIs yeah. on my rig, so you know what I mean? I, I get it. It's this just guy. poor judgment. <laughs> Go <So> for three. <laughs> my, got it. <laughs> Not all of us get to wave a badge and there, Payne. The <laughs> yeah, yikes. But so, uh, yeah. the unbelievable. My sister, my sister was a little bit older than the, the story made it seem out to be because I'm 35, my brother's 30, my sister's 25. So my father passed away. I was 18. My brother was 13. My sister was. What's the math? I don't even know. She's 25. You wait. You're 35. It's so wait, it's 10 years younger. So the, you were 15. The, she was the, five. So yeah. So she was about. They made it sound like she was two years old. Documentaries yeah, made, yeah. made it sound like she was an infant. So these, you would have thought she was a toddler. Yeah. Right. These keyboard warriors were like, "How the fuck does a child remember that?" Well, you remember the last freaking memory, like yeah, you know. But she was she was five years old. So my father would. There was this whole big thing, right? I didn't sit through any of my family members' interviews. I sat through my mom's. I'm like, you're aggravated me. I gotta go. My sisters, I sat in the corner, open mouth, sobbed. Like, just tears rolling. Like, I was trying not to, like, sniffle. And I had, for three and a half hours of her telling her story about her favorite, what's your first memory, right? And this is where, this is where we go into the editing portion, right? They said, what's your first memory of your father? And then they cut it into the car thing. Her first memory, she goes, Wednesdays. He would pick me up on Wednesdays. We would get Doritos. We would, we, he would have this oh, massive <laughs> bucket of Sharpies. We'd have this massive bucket of Sharpies, and he, we would just draw all day. And he would do whatever she wanted. He would, she would comb his beard, paint his face. We would come over, and he would look like like he was in a tea party. Like, <laughs> you, you know? Bro, girl, dad, Dave on, week, Dave on weekends. Yeah. yeah, it's me on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, this is the way you got to you know, do it. And, and he loved it to the most degree. So, you know, that, that car ride is – and. You know what resonated with me was what Diamond Dallas Page, he goes, you know, when you're in pain like that and you're taking three pills and, and you're really only supposed to take one, how do you remember if you took those three? You know, and then you come back later and you take three more. You take mm -hmm, three more. Mm -hmm. and, and, and But you're also not – once you start building up the tolerance, you're not you're feeling, not feeling it, it, it anymore. It don't have the same effect. I, I So – and this is where another timeline thing goes in. So my parents separate. My father moves into a house in the same town. And there was a span, like six to nine months, where – me and my mother were butting heads big, big time. My father's like, come, live with me. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And that's where I got to see the dark side. That's where you got to see a man beaten, a man who was just kind of just on his last leg, in a sense. But when my sister showed up, the, the light came back on, and it was – he put on the – I'm, I'm not saying he's putting on a show because – it's what he felt, you know, he yeah. felt great. He, when he was around her, he wanted to be that. So he did whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted, you know. Who knows, that car ride, they could have been, you know, crowned, and he could have been driving back to my grandmother's house, dropping back off. Like, it's just, right. it's not like we're going on a cruise, right. you know, so. It was a destination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my sister was a little bit older, um, and that's where the timeline things get into it. They make it seem like he was he was dissolving in our house in front of our eyes, and we were just like, "Oh well, he's the breadwinner." Um, I don't think I would be in the position I I'm in now as a man if we stayed in that situation. My mother didn't make the decision that she made because it it didn't shelter us, but it didn't destroy us. Because you right. watch these dark sides, and I've only seen a handful. You know, I've seen here and there because. I don't watch for the wrestlers. I watch for the families. I want to see what what's left in your wake. You know what what have you become since then? Have you allowed that that bad fortune to continue, or did you take the teaching, take the lessons, go to college, go do this? You know, get a master's, get a job, and that's what my father emphasized it, and my mother backed it up. You know, like my father was like, I don't care what you do in life, get in your ass a college degree. So that was priority number one. Mm. So, you know, I was a freshman in college when he passed away, and most people would let it ruin their lives, drop out. I had a solid group of friends that were strong, that were with me. I was playing football at the time. Um, but my mother really did the right thing to put us on the path to not be, you know, affected in the long term because of that. So, you know, there's a lot of things – guys will do when they're alone 
you know, 100%. and you, when you're sad and you're not feeling it, I, I can only imagine what the last two years, three years of his life was. Yeah, we can go back, like when you said it from the beginning. Um, this was definitely not, I don't think this is suitable for a dark side of the ring Mm-mm. at all. No. Because you watch other ones, uh, you said you only no, watched a handful. No, it should have been like a like WWE. Are you watching guys that were assassins? Uh, yeah, but that they, they should have like, like a dark WWE side shit. Uh, documentary is what they should have done. Well, like they did yeah. for Mr. Perfect after he passed away. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, but you know what? My my thought process was that is five years in the company. Yeah, the company owns all these other, you know, ECW, WCW, and the likeness and all the rights for that. But he was really only in the company for five years. He didn't hold a major title. And, you know, I get it. Still headlined. WrestleMania. WrestleMania, he did. You know, he did. but I had questions about that just because you know the football fan of me was just <laughs> very curious to know. I, I, obviously, look again, circle back throughout the whole thing. It, it was uh, to us, all of us. I think we're all in, the, in agreement that it painted a very good picture. And obviously, you know, th- there's nothing worse than to see that happen to such a star that, that's in this business that we like. You know, and, and we've seen it unfortunately in the wrestling business far too often, right? And, and it's far too often, but it really does like. It is really all about what happens after, and it seems like, from what I gather, you guys have, have get, you know, bonded over this and made sure that the glue is still there. And, bro, I can't log on to Instagram where you're not sharing a story about your dad. That's that's, that's not the all coolest. Social, that's the like, coolest shit I see every day. I get people, and this is this is what I love because keeping his legacy alive is is my, my purpose. And outside of you know, it's funny, that's what Cornette talked about because he always talks about the dark side episodes. And he was talking about the Bam Bam one, and he had said, he goes, it's such a shame now because the amount of money he could be making with these Legends deals and all these things, he goes, he would have probably made more money now than he did when he was wrestling. He goes, it's a shame that these younger generations of kids today probably aren't really going to know who Bam Bam was. But that's what Shane's job is now. That's 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 the the coolest part part of it. So I I got a friend in Australia. Never met the guy. He messaged me one day. He's like, I got, and we were talking the Bam Bam Bigoreau thing. So he sends me, a, <laughs> he sends me, he sends I'm me all Bigoreau, <laughs> every different Rob, Japanese Rob. spelling. They, they just phonetically sounded out. And I love that about it. But they, he sends, so, so he's good. one of a couple people, but they'll, he'll send me clips and it'll be like him and Anoki and all this stuff. And like, why am I going to keep that for myself? I save him in a little Instagram, like say thing, but I'm like, Shoot this! I don't even take ugly fit pictures of myself. You know what I? You guys know what I look like. Take a look at him. You know, like being keeping that like media presence alive. And I'm not. I'm not building no fan clubs. I'm just somebody sending me a cool video, and I'll put like if he's getting kicked in the head, I'll be like, this is what Monday's doing to me. Like you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to be fun with it because you know what? I it's something to keep the legacy alive. And I get people. I, it's funny. So since the show, right? I get a phone call at like 4.45 in the morning one day. and uh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no, Stevie. I was looking through the phone book. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you, knew it. Did you see I that clip <laughs> with Dr. Dre and Kevin Hart? Yes. <laughs> 3 a.m., 3 p.m., what the fuck's it to Stevie? He don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I get a phone call at 4 in the morning, and it's like, uh, I'm looking for one of the big load children. And I'm Jesus. like, that's creepy. Like, that's not creepy. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I got an alarm in like a half hour. I'm like, what are you doing? And We're older now, and brother. The guy's like, and, and you know what? I'm like, listen, man, I appreciate you being nice, but like, it's 445. Where are you calling me from? He's like, Illinois. I'm like, it's 345. <laughs> it's even earlier. What, what are you doing? doing? What do you mean? <laughs> so I'm like, he's like, I just want to ask you some questions, and I'll never turn anybody down. I'm like, do you, I'm like, do you have a good intent, bro? And he's like, yeah, man, I just want, I'm just a fan. I'm like, all right, call me later, like in the evening. I just want to hear the sound of your yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear the sound of your voice. But like, yeah, I have great intent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? And he, Get the mirror. He called, he, called me, he called me later on, and I found out he's from the Midwest. And, and you know, he's a 21-year-old guy. And I'm like, so you didn't even get a chance to watch him. He's yeah. like, I'm only going off of YouTube. I'm like. All right, man. I thought you were a stalker at first. I was gonna. You're <laughs> just go. a little bit of a stalker. Yeah, yeah. I was like, not that bad. Not much I, there. So we left it off. I was like, listen, brother. If I talk to you, you gonna show up to my house? He's like, no, 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 not like that. Like, you, oh, you want me to? Yeah. You want me to? <laughs> I was like, Are you gonna show up my house? No. It's kind of hoping. Kind of hoping. Is that you? <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, I've been walking around my house scantily clad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting the bigelows hang out. Like, <laughs> the ram rims are running loose. <laughs> uh, and then I, <laughs> oh 
Holy shit. I used to. Oh, uh, boy. My one buddy, every time he calls me, he's like, what's up, deuce not so big below? I hate you. My God. Well, look, again, we're, we're all we're all happy it came out the way it came out. It painted a great picture of the old man. My, my question didn't get answered, though. What? Which was? How, how did the cops just appear at, like, that hotel? Did somebody Which call? The, when, your, when your sister said that they pulled up. Pulled oh, up, we uh, went through well, it was it wasn't he's like, like wait, answer the damn question. He's like, what the fuck? Hold on. Shay, can we get a timestamp on that? That was 16 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's just erratic driving. So, you know, at the time, somebody. So somebody had, called. Yeah, that's somebody what I'm saying to him. Call. I'm like. Yeah. They, they, you know, she's like, yeah, we, she gave me the, you know, the big smile, yeah. and then we pulled into the parking lot, I thought she said of a hotel, and then all these cops just, yeah. brought, I'm like, well, wait a minute, how did, yeah, how did, somebody had to make, how did make get a call. from point A to point I, B there? Yeah, and I don't know if it was a hotel, I think it was like, I think he was taking her <coughs> to the park, like, to go to the play at the park, like, to go to the swing set, just to find something to do, but, right. um, you know, like, I don't know, it was, uh, it's all hearsay, I learned so much in this experience of what I do know and what I don't know, you know, yeah. like in in certain details of, of seeing this, like I'm like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. I was gonna say, did you learn anything from this? Like, I, you, you got to listen to DDP and Shane and Taz, and I'm sure you've met them countless amount of times over the course of these first years. First of all, to get Taz to break down the fourth wall because that guy never likes. Yeah, he said it on the show. Yeah, he's like, like trap door under the ring. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that when he, when he was like, I feel dirty talking about this. And I knew exactly what he was talking about because you know what? Even I, to this, to up until the airing of that, I didn't think that that was staged. I didn't know. Holy shit! So they kept my own father kept kayfabe <laughs> that well. Well, Taz you know, was for, that way on his podcast, like. He would get pissed off if somebody who's not a wrestler said kayfabe because he's like, bro, you have your your bump card is empty. You don't deserve to say that word. Like he is as old school as Rhea as Rhea yeah. gets engaged last night. I'm <laughs> just like, mm. <laughs> well, that just threw that off. Well, there it goes on. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't <laughs> right. believe they actually got him to talk about that. Yeah, it was good. I like and it. I saw you. So, you know, the whole process they interview everybody, and I interviewed for four or five hours. My mother four or five hours. My sister for three and a half hours. My brother was like an hour and 15 minutes. So my brother doesn't have a lot to talk about, right? My, my, my brother, and this is, this is where like we sat down, is I, one thing I do wish about the episode is, is how they, if they, they talk more about how we found out, right? Because we had very vastly different experiences. I was walking through the quad on the first day of uh, school back from spring break or back from winter break, right? So... That's another thing is the date of his death is, they say, January 19th, 2007. But that's a Friday. The first day of classes is a Wednesday. He passed away January 17th, 2007. It wasn't until he didn't get to New Jersey and it wasn't announced till the oh, 19th. Wow. Okay. And, every, and once it got printed in media, it was... Must be true. Just must be true. Really yeah. But, like, why am I going to argue? Like, it, neither here nor right. there. It's semantics at it, that point. Yeah, it's, it's semantics. But, you know... I was I was at school and you want to talk about getting from one place to another. I got back from Philly in forty minutes. You know, like I had a I Tahoe like then, all all police cruiser looking out, and I was <laughs> flying home. I, but I got home. My brother, my brother, with almost like no emotion, got told, I went okay, and went and wrestled a, a tournament. Literally an hour later, like how do you not put that in that this kid went and wrestled through his pain like. You just found out your father passed away, and he—he's like, I can't let my team down. That's the type of character that kid is, and he—he was, you know, he, we were sitting down. He's like, you know, the things that they use. He goes, they use really important things for you. They use really impactful things for Richie, my sister. He goes, they kind of just surface leveled me, you know. They—they they used me for. They, he goes, I talked about things that I wasn't alive for, that was before my time. He goes, but they didn't talk about, you know, me going and wrestling through my pain. I wonder why they would omit that. Like it's, it's after it, it almost sounds like it's it's too it's too, too positive. Too yeah. positive. Yeah, like yeah. the guy just muscled through it and he you know, he got through it and he used sports as an outlet to to go go through the pain and like all of a sudden like nah man this is going too well. You know it's it's kind of like, like he did something that his father would have taught him to do. Yeah. Like, exactly, but again and then, well, they don't no. want to vice is like ah, Dude, let's pump the I if he would if he would have said that, you know, well, you know, I was you know, when I found out I was drinking and, and I started, they would have used that. If I told them about it and went out and just went on a party animal, they would, they would have thought it was nuts. But you know what? I don't think I don't, I'm, a, I'm Billy Bob through and through. I'm a crier. 
All right, Billy Bob Cry. Same. Bill Cry. Same. Cry. Cry. You know what? My, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen my brother. My brother's middle child. He he's tough as nails, and I don't think I've ever seen him break in the 15, 16 years since. He's been stoic, steadfast, like because he probably he, does it alone. Yeah, when nobody's around. Yep. I yep. cry during Disney movies, so I try not to. I do this slight <laughs> and wait, but <laughs> bro, my. My daughter me. went away for two days. She's not going to be Hold back until Saturday. He's going to cry now. No, no. She went away until <laughs> Saturday. Like, she's, you know, with the in-laws till Saturday. Just this week. So That's I, enough to make so, you cry. So tonight, I'm, I'm, I got the house to myself. I'm like, this will be great. I'm driving to the gym. To the gym. So I'm supposed to be like, ah, let's go. And, like, let it go comes on shuffle because I have it on my playlist. <laughs> Here we go. And I was like, the pre oh, and shit. Let it go. Like, let's Dave fuck. needs a new shirt. I was yeah. like, what is going on here? <laughs> Trust me, I get it. I'm a crier too. You it know, must be us big guy mentality. Like you think that we're all these these hard asses on the outside, and in the inside we're just these teddy bears. Frail, teddy bears. Man, Frail build the bears. You know, stuffing inside. Let me let me ask you a question real quick. Is there anybody that you know, or did they divulge to you that they asked to be on the show, uh, former wrestler that wasn't? Um, I, that I denied it, or no, nobody denied it. They were they were shocked that Taz said yes. And they like the producers were so I filmed mine uh, during the weekday and they were doing Taz that weekend, and they were like I've never seen Taz happy to like talk you know like they right. were like he was like yeah con ha convivial I don't know if that's like, he was just, like enthusiastic yeah enthusiastic mm -hmm. like they're like normally he's just like he keeps he keeps that persona of Taz to mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. like and he maintains that but they were like and. I talked to the producers in the beginning. I was like, I'd really like to have the archival footage. You know, I would really like to have that. I don't want to go sending it all over the place. I don't need to make no money off of it. But, you know, I want the matches from Studio 54. I want to see the pictures, you know. I do want to see – I wanted to see the full Shane Douglas, the full DDP interview, the full – because there was some wild shit that they talked about in that. Like, Did they send it to you? No. Oh. No. I, you know what? Uh, they 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 did. They sent me a lot of photos. You know, they're busy. And, and I get it. Yeah. And, no, and I wasn't going to have unauthorized. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, right. Uh, produced by Shane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> produced by Ram Ram Bigger. Ram Ram Bigger. But they, you know, there were some stories where I, I went out. So when Shane Douglas got interviewed, he got interviewed at House of Independence in Asbury, mm -hmm. and that was the next day. And I went out and I met with him. And I was knocking on the door like a like somebody that couldn't get let in the club. But they is let that me the photo in. from your gram? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we were right outside when he, when he got the, Too many words. the Grammy. But uh, <laughs> I met up with him, and he, you know they talked for three and a half hours, and the producer was like, "Yo," Shane went to bed, and he's like, "Yo, they got some wild stories. <laughs> wild stories. I'm like, what, what? What wild stories? Now I'm like, I need to see this. No, I, like, I need uh, it. about <laughs> just like all little backstage stuff, you know." And I guarantee you, DDP had some crazy old Jersey Shore. Bro, let me tell you, bro. Yeah, who's bro. The, who would want to bro off him or Russo? I, I, it's very no. It's, it's easily, easily Russo. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. Russo says bro every full. I don't know, Russo. Bro, actually, let me tell you something, bro. You know, bro. <laughs> so, like I, uh, you I, know, didn't, you know, I hate wrestling. Russo, shut your mouth for a second, um, bro. You know, it was so, <laughs> so funny. You told us the story last time you were here, and they did it on Dark Side about <sighs> your dad yoking up that. Whoever punched you, you in the face. Oh, so yeah, Taz great. confirming it. Great. How old were you? Because they made it sound like you were like six. <laughs> I was so, 17. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. I had I was, a beer. <laughs> I, was, I was 34. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was ECW. I was really doing a timeline in a row. Time out. It was ECW. He could have been 12 and still had a beer. <laughs> this is very true. No, a thousand percent. Yeah. I would have punched me in the face, too. <laughs> I, I, couldn't have been, I couldn't have been older than 10. I was okay. born. I, okay. My father's ECW run was '96 to '98. I was born in '88, so you know. Let's, sure. So let's say nine, year, nine, nine years, years, years old. old. I mean, the guy's know. still a dick. <laughs> you know what? Thinking about it now, I could have picked the whole wrong guy out, and the guy could have just caught a beam for just standing I there. Swear Leave it to the lore. I swear it's to fine. God, I thought about that. A I was like, how are you supposed to remember a guy's right. shirt? Who did it? And they're like, you're like, the I'm guy in the straw hat, the palm tree shirt. Come here. Do with the face. Like, you're breathing. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you got oxygen, bro. Come here. Yeah, like, holy you got shit. Like, you look like that. you got that, it. Really that like, was crazy for Taz to even talk about that part. that dude up, and I felt Did, bad. I, I, not really. But. I told you guys before, I remember sitting, Chris Candido sitting right here, and Candido's a soft-spoken guy. He's like, what's up, big man? And you hear like... <laughs> 
<laughs> he's, he's getting like the jokes. You see a flush. Yeah. yeah like, and, and like he like it's tries. Not like the movies, kids. Yeah. That's flesh on flesh. There ain't no pulling punches there. But uh, the pastor was like, yeah, there was there was a conversation that was, yeah. that was being Bro, had when that when there. he said that, all I thought in my head was casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You made oh me pop your fucking eye for Charlie M. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were at a hockey rink, so it's pretty much the same. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. Drop the so, gloves. Yeah, anyway, so. um, it, it, like I said, that, that, that I'm glad they used that because I remember hearing it, and I I had a little bit of a puff out chest moment. I was like, yeah, you told us that first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like before it aired on Dark Side. So <laughs> I didn't really get any like adage coming up to it, but the one guy that that was there was a bunch of people that auditioned for my father, and then the guy that punched me. And the guy that punched me ended up reaching out to me on Instagram, and he he was he had like I punched you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy that beat me up, not the actual guy, the guy that I was interviewing for, that ended up getting the thing. He ended up reaching out to me, and he was he sent me like a reel of him doing just like adages, doing moves with my father, and trying to get. I'm like, oh, you you got his like. He had this like distinct like it wasn't hunched, but you knew his like the picture that you got in the corner right there. And I'm like, you got it down, brother man, like you you spot on. Was that the guy they used on uh, Young Rock? No, they ended up not. That's the guy from Aquaman, but he's cool too. He reached out. <laughs> he's dope. He's dope. But this guy ended up reaching out to me later. He's like, I didn't get it, but I did get the the guy that punches you in the face. He's like, I hope I, hope I do you justice. I'm like, you knocked that fucking kid out. <laughs> Beat his ass. That's so good, man. Yeah, oh and my then God. Um, the. the uh, that that same guy sent me headshots of the dude they ended up uh, casting for my father, and I was like, "Oh man, it's like spot on." Um, I think his name's Maxim. He's he's French Canadian professional wrestler. This dude, he's he messaged me. He's like, "I packed on thirty pounds." I'm like, "It's cutting season, bro. Let's go." <laughs> and like, you know, I don't think he got it, but I'm like, "Dude, Jersey Shore, like, <laughs> no way." For the Why cut. do I feel like Maxim sounds like the guy who played Cheek? He's got like stars on. He's a big dude. Maxim Lemire. No, the guy that Cheeks Lemire. tattoo free. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. But, it's Hollywood. You can do whatever. Right. You know what? They, they sent me a couple things. They're like, please don't, you know, send this out on Instagram. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'll send it to whoever I want. <laughs> no, I, I can't. And it, they, they, it, his mannerisms were spot on. You know, like the look. They just didn't pull his tooth out. Yeah. I was like, where's the toothless grin? Yeah, no just, commitment. No, no, no Sharpie, no. nothing, like, not even try. What is this? Yeah, wow. That's that's fucking, that's great. I didn't get the main part, but uh, <laughs> I got to beat the shit out of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got to punch <laughs> you in the face. I'm like, lay off me, dude. Like, and he's, so I'm great. like, you lay into that fucking kid. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that guy is going to eventually reach out to you like it was he, a statute of to... limitations on uh assault <laughs> five years <laughs> 15 years, five years. No, yeah but i mean like he five, had to. five years all right let's he, had to, he had to have seen it if he's a wrestling fan I know. that's so funny guy's like dude i got the brakes beating off of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could tell he has like a, a weird like lisp now for yeah, the rest yeah. of his life. it's just a knuckle he's impression. like when, when did that start it was, it was a funny <laughs> story in philadelphia <laughs> it's like, oh, so, what, so what happened was allegedly oh my god that's great um anyway so look shay where are we at on time? Uh, oh, we got time. Yeah, that's not time. bad. I, I have. I I have to ask. Uh oh, here we go. That, that, wait, so that, you showed that? your father's uh, flame vest carrier, whatever you want to call it, jacket. Do you have a lot of his stuff? No, no. That's the that's the only thing I have. So I wish I had better news for you, but I don't. There was a guy at a flea market that I go Just to. Wants to sell the underwear. <laughs> what? <laughs> wants to sell the trunks. Yeah. yeah, he got him in a in a state sale. I'm like, you you could keep him, buddy. Really? Yeah. So Payne's like, so I bought him. No, and, uh, no. I I literally when you said he was when he was coming on the show, I knew the guy had them on the wall for like three years. Wait, what are they? His trunks, his his flame okay. trunks. Yeah, I think of that suit. Okay. Yeah, left. It's one hundred percent. Wow. And uh, I, I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, are those really his? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got them. And I'm, and then I reached out to him like a week ago, and I was like, hey, do you still have any? Because <laughs> he wanted to wear him to the show today. No, because <laughs> he's a wrestling fan himself, and I didn't want to be like, hey, you got those Bam Bam? And I was like, hey, you guys have any like, uh, like wrestlers gear or anything like that? He, and he's he like, was, no, I used to have Bam Bam's trunks. I'm like, fuck. Did he give you a price? Because he was going to ask me three hundred dollars for it. 
Oh, he had them like on the $300, wall. $300, I'll say your dad's dirty He underwear. had them on the wall for I was five. Like, 40 bucks, I'll give you underwear with a bunch of holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> got those. I those got those fun. in a button. They were worn. I don't know if they were in a They're ring. vented <laughs> for aeration. For the Ram Rams. <laughs> um, no, but they were on the wall forever, and he had a $500 price tag on them. And oh, $200 markup. Wow. I got the discount. Bastard. Family discount. Family yeah, discount. Right? Yeah. I mean, he only wore them. Uh, I just wanted to sniff him once, and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> but, uh, Son of a bitch. So you never. So he. So then time. he. So you knew about them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair so is, is that like a common place? Like where? How does he obtain those? Like estate it, sale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. There was okay. an estate sale where um, apparently it was like a, a guy that was a producer, and it was a bunch of movie set stuff and all different types of memorabilia. And through the grapevine, he had uh, accumulated a bunch of different things, and they go through it, and they're like. I could see them like picking up, like, uh, remember Road Trip? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are those? What did you just get a cheetah? That's so funny. Was, that, was it the outfit that he wore in Ready to Rumble? Is that what it was? It's just the trunks. It's just it's trunks. Like, <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Literally, right? he just had trunks on the wall for the longest time with and a $500 price tag. So, if you if you look at the suit, right, it's uh, it's almost like a leotard top, right? The top is he a did what He did what Brett did. What's that? He just wore the trunks over his pants and, the, and yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah, 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 same thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the top actually was like you pulled it underneath. It was like old pajamas. You buttoned it three in the front. Oh my god! You know <laughs> it was a one. Yeah, yeah, it was a legit onesie. So he would he got that, and everything. And then he that that was his that was his top and like underwear, and he would wear the pants and then yeah, yeah. The briefs were briefs over, were over top the top. Of it. Yeah. So the that, briefs were for sale. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Got it. So the briefs, yeah. yeah like, wow. Holy the shit. Kid that, the kid that runs that market. The kid that runs that market is a. Um, he works at an auction house. Yeah. That's how he gets everything. Yep. yep. So so you you obviously you know in your teenage years you, you're seeing him still kind of do his thing. Obviously you know the LT thing. I'm again again, I'm fascinated because now <clears throat> you're seeing it more commonplace that some of these stars from other sports are coming in and doing well. Like your Logan Pauls. Like he the guy just gets yeah. in there and gets it right. Yep. He's just like whoa cool. Watching that LT match back, and I've seen it a million times, I'm just like, he's a little rough around the edges. Did your old man ever come back and, like, kind of not pull back the curtain with it, but, like, did what was his experience like with that? Did he, like, come away from that saying, like, man, that guy can go for a, a defensive end or a linebacker, you know they, what I mean? Like They, they became end, friends. Whatever, linebacker. It, like... It's the edge, whatever. You fucking rush the quarter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's Micah Parsons, okay? Nobody's as good as him right now. Do so not. My God, shut compare the Cowboys up. To the oh, Giants. Don't compare the greatest fucking linebacker ever. Give it a couple. To him. Give it a couple years, bro. Anyway, <laughs> you said that about the. Oh, I can't. Had, I can't. Go ahead. <laughs> so he did. He ended she up. She likes it. They had so much fun. Right, they were they were golfing every day. You know, they would have they would have sessions. You know, they would do morning workouts in the ring. In Asbury Park, there used to be a gym that was on the second floor, right by Convention Hall. There was it was a boxing gym, but they had a wrestling ring set up, and I believe that's where my father, LT Ray Apollo, who was Doink the Clown at the time, would all go in closed session, and they would you know they would show moves, they work the match. And then LT be like, "Come on, man, let's go, let's go play some golf." Because LT plays two, three rounds a day. You know, my father be like, "I'm down for that, but if you don't get this right, I'm gonna put you in a pretzel. I'm gonna lay you out in front of everybody, and I'm gonna walk off and collect the check. Like, if you blow up, I'm gonna string you out. Like, I'm not gonna go this <laughs> on." Imagine so, saying that to Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> yeah, and could you not imagine? That's Bam Bam Bigelow. Look, look, motherfucker, <laughs> don't you dare! Yeah, I'm not yourself. Bam Bam, so I, I can't clearly. see myself doing that. So, yeah. I mean, they, they train, they train daily, and and Lawrence didn't live far away. We, he'd be over at barbecues with his kids. His, his one son was like a six-five receiver when I was like a 12 year old like a 9 year old and like they everybody was together it, it was it was great like you couldn't do that now you can't mm -hmm. because there would be somebody would take a picture and be like Bammer and LT are coming out of K-Fave yeah, all that bullshit it's all fake. Yeah. like and nobody got no pictures of Jake Paul and that dude rehearsing their match for the last 6 months right like, look good that's good I'm not gonna lie like yeah. I'll give him the props on that and LT and my father they, I feel like they were the, the guys to pave that way to be like Okay, we could bring outside athletes and we could bring celebrities in this. Yeah, 100%. and we can coach them up, or we can put them with the type of guys that are able to carry it and make it look presentable. You know, because mm -hmm. it's not it's not easy, man. No, no. And, not and at all. by no means am I talking from experience. I, I could speak on Lawrence Taylor's end, and I could tell you that the type of cardio and wind it takes to play football 
is completely different than the wind it, it takes for wrestling. Well, uh-huh. yeah. And like, and Sturge, you'll you'll know, man. Like, uh-huh. it, fifteen minutes in that uh, is is two games worth of football. I always told, I, yeah, dude. Hold I, on, he, you don't. Did, does he know him wrestle? I've wrestled. Yeah, I told oh, him he wrestled okay. with me, but uh, he was in the ring. He said, "Start you know, know, like he's a know. fucking yeah." Listen to him. Like he's been no, in the he ring like Mysterio. Out, out of nowhere, Payne's like, "Hey, <laughs> wait, don't forget about me." He man. was he was our generation's Barry Horowitz for NXT. Yeah. Oh yeah, Payne was. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, no, he was. Hey, man. He, he's a job guy. I'm Roman Catholic, but I'll take it. Um, yeah, right. But my father would relate more with you. He would he would associate himself more to a jobber. You know, he, he did jobs. Lawrence Taylor, that's a job. <laughs> You're a jobber, by the way, going forward. Thank you. Uh, but no. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, 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 <laughs> trust me when I tell you. Officer job. I, I even said, I think I, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, man, if I could just work a sm- like a slower pace, I'd be I'd be golden. I'd be a much better wrestler than I was. Because then they're like, you know, you learn when we're going to school for it, we're like, it's like tackle, drop down, leap frog, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, like at the end, I'm like, this, I've done hours like, with the football It's like practice. calculus. It's like, what the fuck am I going to use this? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, I'm not doing any of this. Put me in a straight fight. You know, but like, I, I'm like, kudos to LT for taking that jump. So obviously yeah. your dad, based off of memories, he was pleased with how it all turned out. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. I, he could, listen, when you I mean, make... He carried uh, that, yeah, when you, I know he did. I watched <laughs> the damn thing. When just, you make six figures for under 30 minutes, like you're one of the highest paid Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Per hour. <laughs> yeah. That. And your clothes are on. And that kind of yeah. opens <laughs> Right. That's right. That's the most money you can make with your clothes on. <laughs> right. uh, only fans. Uh, so my my question, my next follow-up is after that, obviously, Bam Bam stock rises. He's getting now he's going to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's doing major pain. He's doing ready to rumble down the road. Like, did your dad ever allude to because it looked like it was like natural? Like his scene in Major Pain is 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 short, but Revolutionary to me, I think it's one of the funniest things. And I was going to ask you to do that to him, considering his name is Pain. You would have to ask him, "Are you Pain?" Uh-oh. Hey, yo, Pain! <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to lie. I watch that and I sit there and I, I, I got to rasp it. I'm like, "Hey, Pain!" Yeah. Like, eventually, I can get it. Yeah. On. So when I make my comeback, that's how my music starts. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You Pain? No. <laughs> I heard you was giving these boys a tough time. I heard you couldn't cut it in the real man's military. I had never. Like movie, uh, no. Dude, so my my question was, as good and natural as that was, and obviously ready to rumble, he plays like a stooge, you know. Yeah. But he's, it, it, did he ever allude to wh- what possible potential goals he had in life after wrestling, like what he wanted to do? Like some guys going to real estate, but like, did he want to go into Hollywood? Did he something, or did he want to like check out right into the sunset, be a dad, be done with? Yep. It? My mother, my mother had aspirations to be a lawyer, and she actually went to school for being a paralegal and, and becoming that. And he was like. Great, I'm gonna retire. You go be a lawyer. I'm gonna fish, hunt, pack lips, and I'm gonna raise the kid. Like he was, he, pack would, lips. he would have been so happy with that outcome, right? He had always his he always wanted to buy land. You know, he we and this is one, another thing that they didn't really touch on in the show. And and I'm not bashing anybody in that because there was so much content. I almost wish it was two episodes. Right, because I want, I didn't how, want end, how yeah. can you get so much stuff in there? Because you don't talk about, you know, even though you showed pictures of him hunting and fishing, but like we were on the boat nonstop. I got dropped off to, or I would get, yeah, I'd get dropped off to school at seven in the morning from sleeping on the boat all night long with him fishing and just chilling off the back. And just when he was, when he was off, he was off. There was, we were fishing, we were hunting. He, he had he was in softball leagues on Wednesday nights. Jesus nice. Christ! He had, you imagine he had to do clean up. Oh. Bam bam, Bigelow. <laughs> he wasn't even he wasn't even the best. All his boys were these pro softball players launching nukes. They were called the Bammers. They had jerseys, everything, man. And it was a beer league. Everybody loved him. They would all go hang out. But he was one of the bros. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't like oh that's Bammer. Like that's why he stayed in the shore area because everybody knew him and it wasn't a shock. You know, like people left us alone in restaurants. When we went out, when we went to Florida, we went to Connecticut, we went to other places. Right. That's when you would have the people come about because they, you know, you got it. You, Larger you, than you life. Mark out. Yeah, like it's, this is my opportunity to go say what's up. You know, and he would never turn people down. I remember him being like a jungle gym for kids, you know, this big animal, like <laughs> scary on TV. And like a four-year-old just like walks up and just like nut punches. He swats him away. Yeah. Like, he would pick him up by the head and just like, look him in the eye and be like, 
<laughs> well, you know what, That's man? Great. Like there is there is thousands and thousands of kids out there that have that memory that like, yo, I walked up, to, I ran up to Bam Bam Bigelow in the in the middle of Monmouth Mall and headbutted him right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, because they, they don't stop, they just keep running in there. Gave him the old dick twist. Grab his dick and twist it. Twist his dick. Oh my god. So good. <laughs> that's good. I, honestly, that makes me like happy. Though, like, that, like he was very, very, very content in his life. Like yeah. obviously, he made all the money he was making, and he took good care of you guys. And that, that's that's awesome. He yeah. could have been awesome the first story. episode of Bright Side of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like somebody said that they're like, "What the fuck is with this show anymore?" It's just like really nice guys who had just like kind of a bad end because they got hurt. It's you know, it's it's the unfortunate part of the pro wrestling, like wrestling in the eighties. Back then, that's that's just what it was, unfortunately. And yeah, so it shouldn't like when when the they're like on the next dark side. You're like, oh, I know his ends. <laughs> like it's yeah. very commonplace. It's very like what what else could possibly? I mean, uh, unless it's the Benoit episode where you're like, what yeah, but I was happy fuck? for the bash at the no. beach one because nobody died. It had nothing no, to yeah. do with drugs. It was just two idiots that couldn't <laughs> Bro. book wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that one by the way. Oh, it's, are you kidding is, me? I didn't see it's, it yet. It's it's, it's terrible it's ter- because it's it's he said she said. And of course. It's, so forty nine minute runtime, thirty eight minutes <laughs> committed to bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. But I will tell you guys the one the one thing that scared me was the first episode of the season was Chris and Tammy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got something to tell you about that when you're d- when you're done. So <laughs> I sound like Cornette right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <Well>, shit. <laughs> so Chris is a Spring Lake guy and yep. Tammy local and they've been forever together. So when they were sh- showing the promos there was like the media like on Instagram and then they would show uh little clips like Cornette was on there and they, there was one clip he said it was like you didn't want to walk in the bathroom after they walked in the bathroom you would have thought that there was like an overdose in there and my like my anxiety went Phoom. I'm like cuz I know Chris is Chris is a saint and they ended up paying him like a saint in, in the show and they buried her which <laughs> Right, I mean, right for the, she buried herself. They yeah, used her ad, her own clips, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I got the seven year itch, cheated on him, and then <laughs> you know he just breaks his ankle and passes away." But whatever. So I was worried Sunny about days. that. Yeah. And one of the producers had called me, and they're all they're all Canadian, and they're all super nice. They're all like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> so they have, just they like the beady eyes and yeah. the flopping head, like so he, he like well, called, hey. he like called me, and I saw the clips, and it didn't go. He wanted to let oh, the producer wanted to let me know that it would come out, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm not too uh, I'm not too keen on it right now, man. I'm I'm a little upset. I'm 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 worried about the picture that's being painted for the Candido episode, you know." And he's like, he starts like stuttering. He's like, your father's episode is very positive. Um, It's very good. And I was like, I know, man. But like when we first talked on the phone and I was laughing in your face, dark side of the ring has a connotation for dark side. And if there's 20 hours plus of interviews of my brother, sister and my mother, you can edit that for me to say absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. There's there's enough stuff to take little clips so editing right you want to talk about that my i talk in in the show i talk about my senior year in high school my good friend and i we went down to tampa monster house <laughs> we went down to tampa ebor city <laughs> right, Od- space odyssey. Uh... No, we didn't go to the spaceship. Oh, we went, just, they took us to Denny's after next door. They said Mons Venus was number three in the nation, and I was like, I want to go to the spaceship strip club over there. And my buddy's like, No, you don't, bro. We had like three hundred bucks to get home from Tampa. <laughs> my buddy spent two sixty at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> went I've been out to Alaska once. There's one out there. It's called the Alas- Alaskan Bush something. It's not the like... Alaskan pipeline. <laughs> no, that was his in-ring name. <laughs> oh, wow. There's going to be a fist of cuffs. Anyway. Well, at least, at least <laughs> I stepped foot in a ring, Tom. Go ahead. <laughs> so senior year, I go, down, I go down to Tampa. My buddy was going to UT at the time. He was a year older than us. And me and my, me and my friend go down there. And we're staying in his dorm. And, yeah, I wanted to go see my friend, but I knew my father lived down there. And I was like, if I can kind of double dip, you know, go down. Because – what 17-year-old kid is going to hop on a plane in 2004 or 5 right. and go down to Florida to see his father? So I had this opportunity. I had this window to go see him. And I talk about it in the show and mm-hmm. it ended up not coming to fruition. But that spring of my senior year, I go to college, you know, in the fall. I play football in the fall. And then I get home on Christmas break. And the part where I say I air him out, right, I, I – 
a little bit. I think I'm talking about speaking to him three weeks before he passed away because I go, I say, and then he passes away three weeks later. I called him right before he passed away. He passed away January 17th or 19th, whatever you wanted to say. My brother's got a tattoo on his 19th, so we'll go with that. Um, I talked to him in December on, on the beginning of that Christmas break, and he sounded good. He sounded clear. And I started by airing him out, like, dude, where have you been for me? You know, in the last two years, like, I'm, I'm in college. I'm fighting with my mother almost every other day, and it's, it's just a war of attrition. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he sounded clear. When you, when you talk to people on pills, you can see it in their eyes. Mm -hmm. You could hear it in their voice. It's a slur. You can, you can hear that. And I think that clarity was the goodbye. You know, like the, we, we were good. You know, like I got off that phone and, and I didn't feel like I was angry from getting stood up in Tampa. You know, I told him that I was upset with it. Yeah. You know, he had we had talked after I got back, but that big, like, kind of, we had a reconciliation of sorts. I mean, it wasn't like we were apologizing for anything, but it was just like, he's like, I feel good. I'm, I'm starting to get my stuff together with my back problems, with the pain management. He's like, we're, you know, there's new advancements that are that they're talking about, and then three weeks later, I get that phone call. So like, there's there was just liberties taken with the time, and I get it for editing. I get it because some things is just now you're beating a dead horse. So you know, I got home from Tampa, and then I went to college, and then he passed away my freshman year. I played a full, you know, a full season in college football, and when I was going back for spring ball, that's when I found out. And that's where the timeline gets a little skewed for me, mm. Mm. you know. So, yeah, when you were talking about the the Candido episode, um, because I like to be bothered, <laughs> I was on Twitter, <laughs> and Francine, <laughs> what's Twitter? Yeah, what Fra is Twitter? It's, it's, it's where you twat people. It's X now. It's where you twat people. So Francine, <laughs> and it's not even Sunny. It's, it's Sunny's <laughs> boyfriend under Sunny's. Twitter because I don't know if she's out of jail, but she's somehow doing OnlyFans, but whatever. Wow. She's doing an OnlyFans from jail? From jail. It's actually exclusive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell it is. I really don't. But, uh, yeah. So they're fighting with each other, and I see that Francine has a, a podcast. It's a video yeah, podcast. Of course. So I'm like, let me click on it and see, and she's talking about uh, this one night. Paul Heyman calls her, and he has to. She has to go run to the hotel because Candido's so whacked out that he's not answering the phone. They don't know what's going on. Blah 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 blah. So she's like, "I go in there, and, and he's in the fetal position, and in in a draw was was Nubane and vials and needles. So she gets rid of all of it, and the the, the end of it's kind of like." You just name dropped the fucking name drop because there was no point of that. She goes the next day. I went back to the show and. Chris was absolutely fine, like nothing ever happened. And then Bam Bam comes up to me and goes, you really threw all that out? That was mine. That was $400 worth of new band. I'm sitting there like, why? Why did you even need to put that end part in there? She's a pick-me girl. There was, there was no yes. need for it. She's, yes. a, she's a major pick-me girl, and you Huge saw it in that episode. Like, wasn't getting enough credit, so let me go bang Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, well, no, like, it was Francine boy, that said it. I mean, Francine, whatever. Well, she was. I mean, look, they all—they all have their it, shit. It just didn't make sense. Francine to me. was sweet though. Uh, she, Tammy, you could see, like, you know, how you could look and you'd be like, "Oh, she's crazy from miles away." Francine yeah. was sweet. Nah, she's, Francine she's was sweet. sweet. It just—it was just, just saint. It just so seems stupid. You watch like, Francine's podcast recapping the episode, right? Yeah. That there, they—that's where they talk about. They're like, "What do you mean? They just the wife just let the baby get in the car?" Like Francine. You were fucking there in 1998. He died in 2007. You know they got divorced in 2000. Like, right. So right. she did. You probably you're playing like yeah. it was a shock. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it, just, like, it just annoyed me because it's like there was no reason. You just said you like to be bothered. So that's on, that's your fault. <laughs> well, all you had to say was Chris was fine at the show the next day. There was no need for the other part. Yeah, of you got to throw somebody you know else in I mean? there. You got to. Yeah, no, she, she was just looking for attention. I guess. Tommy Dreamer didn't give her enough back then? I don't know, man. What are you asking me for? As if I was in the locker room. Well, I don't know. You know Anywho. Tommy and Fuzzy Boots? I just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. My God. Even Shay turned her head on that one. She's like, you better relax over there, kid. Cut his um, mic. Cut his mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cut, his, cut his mic. <laughs> um, look, Shane, once again, man, thank you for coming in here, shedding some light 
on this episode because again, great episode. We thought again collectively, yeah, it was it, it painted your old man in a really good light. It was good to hear some of the stories that were cleared up that you came out on this show and cleared it up. Uh, because again, there was there was questions to be to, to be asked yeah. and answered, you know. Yeah, and it, like you know, you're watching this is you got 50 years of telephone, right? A story that might have happened in 1978 gets expanded upon. Like, yeah. I mean, what happened to people playing that game in elementary school and it always getting screwed right. up? Like, people now are, need to be so need the facts. I need to, uh, strictly and like, I just want to go out and. That is the that is a very accurate and great portrayal of the man and the character that he was. Absolutely. But all the people that are trying to read between the lines and think they could read an article and know everything, fuck you. Mm. Indeed. And on that, we will end this that's episode. How you, that's how you, that's how you that. close it. You bang, you nailed it right there. <laughs> this Pow! has been another episode of the Champ Sports <laughs> Fight Factory right here exclusively on Premiere. Shane, thank you very much again and behalf on behalf of myself, Tommy. Shay in the corner and Chris. Are you Payne. fucking kidding me? <laughs> I did that on purpose. I did it on purpose. I know you did. I saw what you did. I was like, eh, there she is. I almost, named, no our, one likes I almost you. named our guest too while we're at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to go that route? Wait till I tell you a folder. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Fight Factory. Come back next week. We'll actually talk or, you know, recap SummerSlam and all that stuff that we usually do here. But today was a. We don't have to. It was a 3.5. Yeah, really, yeah, it's true. Uh, it was a horrible time over at uh, Chris Payne's mansion and uh, the pizza <sighs> was you. cold. It was, epic. And it was just. And then he took us into his playroom, and it was just weird. You know, it's just like a weird, weird event. Weird tasting beer. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, yeah, you're right. It, it was like very Kona. Pale. It was oh very my pale. god! <laughs> <laughs> Lots to discuss next week. We'll see you guys then. If Bye. Make it. <laughs>